What's up, guys? Quick editor's note before this week's episode. Uh, first off, this episode was recorded about two and a half weeks ago. Um, I'm really sorry, guys, for the late upload. I have been a little bit busy lately, and we apologize for all the inconsistency in our uploads lately. Uh, since the season has now started, we are going to try to be more consistent with our podcast and social uploads. Uh, thank you guys so much for your patience and continued support. Uh, secondly, along those lines, I know many of you have asked how you can support us, and some have asked us about starting a Patreon and whatnot, and we really appreciate that. Um, the one thing you guys can do to help us out at the moment is to use our SBR Audible link. Uh, we actually get paid pretty substantially for every click there, and all of that money goes directly back into the production of the podcast. And so it will definitely help us to be a little bit more consistent and to keep the quality at a certain level. And it doesn't require any financial commitment from you. All you got to do is use our link, audibletrial.com slash SBRpod. That's audibletrial.com slash SBRpod. And you get a free audiobook. And you can use that uh, credit. And then you can just cancel your trial if you want. And that's a huge assist to us. It will help us to continue to bring you guys the ridiculous content that you all have gotten used to and that you enjoy. So if you could help us out that way, we would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Uh, thank you guys so much. We love you all. All right, let's get to the episode. SBR, the people's pod, giving you unfiltered, un unqualified content, you know, sometimes. I'm Cliffy's Joe. Welcome back, everybody. What's up, everyone? We're back on the boards. We're back. We're 94th basketball podcast in France. Oh, we came back. <laughs> We're we back came on. back. We're back on the board. 74th in Sweden. <laughs> oh, Sweden. Nice. Yeah. Our international listeners are bringing it up. I don't know what we are in the U.S., but I think we're outside the top 400. But <laughs> we've never been ranked in the U.S., so <laughs> not unchartable. We got pretty high up in uh, – where, where are the spots that we – we got up in the top 30, top yeah, 20, Finland. I think, in Finland and uh, – Thailand. Some of the Asian countries, yeah. yeah. But we're here. We're here. We're bringing you content. Today, we're going to talk about – NBA Media Day and some of the things around the league. We were I was trying to convince Joe <laughs> to play a new game. We argued about it for 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going with all day or cray cray, guys. We're going with all day or cray cray, an old faithful game. If you don't know, is this Something you stand behind all day, or is it the cray-crayest thing you've ever heard? Let's go. First one up, Zion. Zion is back in media day, and he was looking good. He was looking mm. trim, and here's what he said. He said, I feel like I'm at my best right now. I feel like I'm moving faster, jumping higher. I just feel great. I'm in the gym, and something happens, and I'm like, oh, man, I can really do that. That's different. Joe, all day or cray cray, the hype on Zion. Uh, I'm going to go all day on this one. Whoa. I'm all day on Zion. Yep. 
Uh, we Zion, have made fun of Zion so much on this pat- podcast. Because he has looked... Because his uh, his physique has followed what we thought he would be at this point. And in fact, he has been, I think, bigger than either of us thought he would be at age 21, Cliff. He's already in his only in his third season last season. He had already looked like, man, he is on that on the boom bust or big <laughs> trajectory. He was way over on the big side, on the mm. big trajectory, like mm. exceeding his curve, right? Like exceeding where we thought he would be at that moment. His curve as in like a graph, not the the curves on his body, you know. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. And so um the thing is, Cliff, he is only 22 right now. Correct. He's only 22 years of age. I don't know if he is 22 or he's turning 22, but he's 22 around. He'll be 22 this season. And in his last full season, his second season, where he played 61 games, he averaged 27, 7, 4, a steal, uh, 61% from the field, Cliff. Mm. Effective field goal percentage of 62%. He, yeah, he's a beast. You know, we know that his one issue is being healthy and we know that one of his issues is his weight if he's healthy and he's still very young so i think can he have a good season this season being completely healthy i think 100 percent, yeah of course he can right like mm. as long as he's in good shape he is gonna be amazing now the only thing to me that's a little bit concerning is when he says stuff like oh man i could do that that's <laughs> like, to me it's like i mean shouldn't you know <laughs> Should you kind of know what you're able to do? I think that's a little bit concerning, not in the physical aspect, but in the mental approach to the game that you're just kind of (laughs) trying out stuff. But then again, I don't know. He's young, so it's all good, right? Like, I think he's going to have a great season. I think he's going to play 65 games or more. I think the Pelicans will be good, but not contending not a contending type team certainly but there'll be a playoff team and it'll be fun to and they'll be fun to watch so i am going to go ahead and go all day on this one we love guys like this Stromile swift kenyon mm-hmm. martin desmond mm-hmm. mason the guys mm-hmm. that dunk so hard and you can watch <laughs> their highlights all yes. the time and you of course you love vince, those guys but yes vince i mean it, that's a different stratosphere though that's like it, yeah, the another perfect category. dunker the perfect yes, dunk. That's another category. Yes. I am going to believe in Zion mm. with this one caveat. I, this is mm. the last time. This is the last time. <laughs> <laughs> this is the last chance. I, I think strike. Every, <laughs> everything. Th- he has every motivating factor to stay in shape right now. His yes. contract depends on it. His career depends on it. His mm. image depends on it. You know, mm. His basketball life really depends on him right now being able to prove he can keep his weight under, I think it was 300, or was it 300? Or 285, something like that. But like combined with, uh, with his body fat percentage to reach his max contract status. Right. All of that, you know, is like kind of hinging on this. He's kind of being joked around about, right? 
around the league yes. by the veterans. Even Richard Jefferson saying, like, oh, does he look less explosive than he did? <laughs> is he 20 years old? You know, yeah. we've talked about this at nauseum. New Orleans has great food. You know, Willie Mays chicken <laughs> is the greatest fried chicken in yep. the U.S. It's so amazing. It's freaking good. Yeah. Unfortunately. Got them beignets. Got them po'boys. A lot of good stuff. Everything there is deep fried, unfortunately. I don't think I've seen anything green there. <laughs> so you got to go out of your way. Out of your way to put Satan behind you. Okay. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta willingly do it. Have not you seen got, you, a lot of soup plantations in <laughs> New Orleans, dude. R.I.P. Soup plantation, by the way. You know, R.I.P. Dude, <laughs> haven't seen a lot. I mean, I haven't been there in a while, but haven't seen a lot of vegan spots there. Just, just saying. <laughs> and so that's what he's up against. You know, everything is working to motivate him. Right? He's got every single reason. And if he can't do it this season, at his age, at this time, I'm not going to believe in him again. So, for this one time, one more time, I believe in Zion. Mm. Mm. Joe, one more question. Will he put up better numbers than he did that last, air quote, full season? <laughs> 61 game season. Um. Mm. Overall, I'd say yeah. I think mm. he's going to get a little a little bit more rebounds. Like if you were to combine all his stats together, I'll say yeah. I think he'll yeah, yeah. Like, get a little bit more He might get less points, defense. but he'll get more rebounds. Yeah, I think his points probably will come down a little. I mean, he's playing with CJ. He's playing with BI. has kind of come into his own. Everybody on the team really has improved. He's playing with JV. So there, there are a lot of guys there who can put the ball in the hoop, obviously. But I do think overall – if he's in good shape, that's going to improve his numbers overall. I think he will be more active. I think he certainly should be getting more rebounds, right? Like he's like a Charles Barkley type guy. He yeah. should be able to get a bunch small, of rebounds. Like he should, but he is he should be able to get 10 rebounds. He's explosive. He's strong. He does have a knack for finding the ball. So, I mean, I think he should be near 10 rebounds. I think his assists will stay relatively the same, like four assists. I think he should be getting some more steals. Like, he's very athletic. He should be over one steal. He should be, like, close to one and a half steals. Not blocks. He's not really a shot blocker, so that's fine. But too small. He's too small. But um, but he's athletic. I mean, help side, of course. He can get some blocks like that. But he's not, he's not going to get over a block. But, yeah, I think overall, I think his stats will be plus games played. If you're going to put games played in there, too. <laughs> I think he'll be closer to 65, hopefully pushing 70. You know, I think 68 games would be great. If Zion can get 68 games this season, I think that would be amazing for him. That's a step in the right direction. And so I'm going to go ahead and say, yeah, I believe his stats will overall be better. Joe, let's move to Philly. And we got to talk about James Harden. He says, you know, at this point, it's dieting. It's proper rest. And then for me, it's strengthening my muscles, gaining more muscle mass, which I've always had. <laughs> this dude is so funny. I just, the way he talks. It's just like a Wait, 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 wait. I've funny. always had muscle. FYI, guys, if you, in case you doubted it. Just in case. Just in case you didn't know. 
It's just that this last summer and a half, I wasn't healthy enough to put in the proper work like I'm used to. This summer was huge for me in that aspect of making sure that hill runs and weightlifting were on point. So then a reporter asked a follow-up question asking how much he lost. He said, 100 pounds. <laughs> Joe, <laughs> all there, cray-cray. Do you buy the heart and hype? Um, I... I'm all day on this response. <laughs> I'm all day on everything Harden said, by the way. I love this answer. Everything from I've always had, <laughs> which I've always had. Muscles, which I've always My favorite had. favorite part. To, yeah, to how much weight did you lose? 100 pounds. I love it. Um, Which makes no I- sense, by the way. <laughs> Yeah. He's obviously if Harden being lost sarcastic. 100 pounds, he would weigh less than me <laughs> if he lost 100 pounds. He'd probably weigh um, less than me in, like, junior high. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, to be fair, he was getting pretty big, Cliff, there last year. Uh, yeah, um, that's, what, that's what you said. I'm like, was he? <laughs> no, he was He was pretty big, dude. It wasn't just the beard. There was a lot going on there. Um, <laughs> but I got to go cray-cray on the hype. Mm-hmm. James Harden last season in Philly, 21, 10 and a half, 7. 21, 10 and a half, 7? That's not bad numbers. Yeah. For the whole season. Numbers. Yeah. In Brooklyn, he was 22 and a half, 10.28. Yeah. 10.2 is, no, I mean, better than Chris Paul. Like, if you're going to go numbers yeah. for numbers, this is far better than Chris Paul's numbers. Like, Chris Paul is far better on the court, I think, in real life. Yeah. And also in the clutch, but James Harden, yeah. these numbers. I mean, if you're you're, you're picking fantasy players, right? Twenty three, ten, and eight is nothing to scoff at. That's like one of the best overall players in the league. Now, field goal percentage very low, forty one percent. Yeah, but eighty eight percent free throw. I think thirty three percent from three is kind of what hurt him. And I don't think he was shooting very well at the. He's not finishing very well at the rim. Look. His numbers aren't going to improve very much. Yeah. Where's the room for improvement? You want him to be a lot better than 21, 11, and 7? Hmm. And if that's the case, look, is he going to shoot a little bit better? Sure. But historically, is James Harden an amazing field goal percentage shooter? No, he's not. He's not super efficient. Even when he was in his prime, he's shooting 44, 45%. right? Right. He has one season where he shot 49%. He's never shot over 50%. Um. So even if he's in good shape, he's 33 years old or turning 33. He's going to be 33 this season. I mean, how is he going to get a lot better than what he's already produced? I think it will help him a little bit, particularly to not get injured. I think if he's in better shape, he'll probably get to the free throw line a little bit more. But I don't think it's going to improve his game dramatically because the biggest problem with James Harden isn't physical as much as he was not in shape last season. The biggest problem with James Harden is mental. It's always been mental. That's what it comes down to. And unless he did some serious mental work, unless he got better help and he was like talking with somebody all the time, I don't see how that part of his game is going to dramatically change at the age of 33 with no it's not even being addressed, right? Like he's never talked about that as being something that he wants to work on. Not like LeBron did after, uh, you know, the decision and the debacle and all that stuff happened. He was pretty open about like, Hey, I went through some stuff. 
I think I, you know, he admitted that he didn't play well in that finals, 2011 finals. And that helped him, I think, moving forward. Like, he really became a much more clutch player after that. With Harden, it's never really been addressed. After every season, he always just kind of says, I don't know, things happen. You know, it's basketball. I tried my best. What are you going to do? Like, that's kind of the stuff he always says. And then, you know, there's always footage of him partying after. And so I don't really think this is going to move the needle that much. Yeah, I think unlike the predecessor, unlike the person before, it's really about weight with Zion. Right. That's really what was holding him back. With James Harden, I thought he looked fine before. Yeah, maybe he was a little out of shape. Maybe he was like 10 pounds more, 20 pounds more, 30 pounds more, whatever. Like, sure. It doesn't matter. What he needs to lose is 100 pounds of baggage from his mind. Like that's, <laughs> his, his, the yips in his brain are overweight. That let's, let's just say that, okay? That's what he needs to shed from his brain. Like, last year, he was 18 and a half in the playoffs, points per game. 18 and a half from James Harden, shooting 40% from the field, averaging four turnovers, more than four turnovers a game. In the playoffs, yeah. across yeah. 12 games, like, that yeah. is horrendous. Like, yeah. truly horrendous you're from someone to, that is supposed to be Your average should go MVP. up MVP. two, three, four points, not down three or four points. And because your minutes are going up, you know? Yes. You're playing more, you're and playing it's more, more important. Every possession matters. So, yeah. you know, usually the it, it funnels towards the best players, and the best players get more touches, and the best players, you know, produce more. That's That's typical. Yeah, you're right, Cliff. Instead of like, you know, James Harden doesn't need some kind of surgery. No. He needs uh he needs the kind of eternal sunshine of the spotless mind surgery. He needs the <laughs> going into the brain and, you know, cutting out some memories of some you know, some historic choke jobs in Houston <laughs> and um Maybe his first finals, you know, just cut all that stuff out of there, <laughs> get all that stuff out of there and just produce a new guy. You're right. Yeah, I don't think um, this is really going to change anything. He needs Ibiki Marino from Naruto, the guy with the scars on his face, to go in his mind <laughs> and then take out all that playoff baggage. Just like remove yep. this, take this out and then highlight the times. That he was good and be like, oh, if only, that's um, me. That's me. <laughs> if only, if only like Pat Bev were Eno and Pat Bev could just take over James Harden's body. <laughs> so you got Pat Bev's brain and James Harden's body. Dude, that would be crazy. No one has more confidence. I- I'm convinced. <laughs> Yeah, Pat Bev would be launching up, you know, 30-foot step backs, but probably hitting them because he'd have James Harden's skill. <laughs> you got Pat Bev's confidence combined with James Harden's skill, and all of a sudden, I mean, you got you got something going there. You got that's a fusion that works. <laughs> Speaking of Pat Bev, let's hit the Lakers. Joe, Pat Bev was asked, what's your favorite LeBron highlight? He said, the one of me blocking him at Christmas. <laughs> Great answer. This dude, I, do I mean, does he prep? Do, he must prep for these questions. Dude, like, off how the do you cuff, have that? 
genius. How do you have that loaded, loaded in the gun, ready to go? That's that's great. Reporter asked Westbrook if he thought the Lakers still wanted him. He said he didn't care if they want him, and he elaborated, I mean, you all have jobs. Sometimes people at our jobs don't like us or don't want us there, as you can probably all attest to at any level across the world. As a mm-hmm. professional and as a working man, I have to do my job, do it the best way I know to be able to support and take care of my family, and that's what I will do. Amazing mm-hmm. answer. <laughs> like, yeah. Really, really amazing professional answer. And then finally, Anthony Davis. I went into the summer focusing on strengthening my body. I have to be on the court and at my best to put us in position to be our best. I'm ready to do that. And Darvin Ham expects to run the offense through AD. He's going to be the number one option. And he said, AD said, I'm so excited. I've got goosebumps just thinking about this year. I'm looking forward to a healthy year and doing what I know we can do. Joe Aldair Cray Cray buying the Lakers hype. Are you ready, Cliff? I'm ready. Are you ready to be shocked? Because I'm, I'm going I'm really all day. shocked. What? I'm going all day. Holy, I mean, what happened? By the hype, I don't know if hype is the right word. I don't, they're not contenders. I'm not gonna, I'm not saying they're contenders. But what I will say is, I think they're gonna be much better than last season. Mm. I think they will be almost shockingly better than last season. Wow. You know, I, because expectations are all across the board, though, it's hard to say that they're going to upend any of those. Like, they're going to upend somebody's expectations. Somebody expects them to be the worst team in the West. Somebody expects them to be the best team in the West. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. across the board. So it's it's hard to say, oh, they're, you know, it's it's hard to even use the word hype when it comes to the Lakers because the, the expectations are everywhere, you know? I expect them to be roughly like a five seed. I think, though, wow. that is... Yeah, I think that is dramatically, you know, that's a they dramatic improvement 11th. from last season. Yes, because they were 11th. And, but there's only one reason, Cliff. It has nothing to do with almost any of those comments. <laughs> the only okay. one that I think matters is what AD said. Mm. What AD said is literally the only thing that matters. If AD is healthy, if AD plays roughly 70 games this season... The Lakers are going to be a good team, and they're going to be dangerous. That's it. That's really all that matters. If AD's healthy, that's the only thing that matters. AD has not been healthy, and that's pretty much been the entire story for the Lakers. When we didn't have AD, and this is what's very interesting about this whole story, is people think it's about LeBron, right? Yeah. Well, we had LeBron before AD came. Correct. And we missed the playoffs. AD had one healthy season, and we won the championship. (laughs) Then AD was not healthy after that, and we haven't done anything after that. And so, I mean, we missed the playoffs last season. The season before that, we looked okay whenever AD AD played, though. But even in that series right against the Suns, it seemed like we had a chance whenever AD played. Whenever AD didn't play, we had no chance. And that was basically the whole story. So. It's really all been about AD. Like, mm. AD is our advantage. He is the Lakers' advantage. He's always yeah. been the more unicorn-type player. He's very, mm-hmm. especially defensively, he can guard any position. Right. 
he can really change the game on that he side of the ball. Averaged five blocks a game in college. <laughs> I mean, he's a beat. His his defensive instincts are something you can't teach, mm. right? Like not at his level. The talent that he has defensively, knowing where to go, where to be, especially in key moments. Like he's very clutch on defense. Mm-hmm. He can get a block when you need it. He can step out and block a three. You know what I mean? Like when you need it in clutch time. He's that kind of player. He fe- he affects the game on that end. As long as he's healthy, Cliff, that's the only thing that matters to me. To the league. none of this other stuff. People are talking about Darvin Ham, Westbrook, all this crap. Pat Bev. Pat Bev is a non-factor. Westbrook. It doesn't really matter one way or the other. It really depends on AD. If AD plays, Lakers are good. If AD doesn't play, the Lakers will be trash again. That's it. What about what about the Westbrook LeBron dynamic? Doesn't matter. Honestly, none of that none of it matters. Like mm. at this point, AD is better than LeBron. Mm. Like for as much as and I don't mean like overall, I mean just right now AD's more important basically. Like like I don't know if more important actually is the right term, but he's better. If you combine okay. age, you combine offense, defense, everything, like AD is a better maybe not a better player, but a better talent. Right, he has he has more ability to affect things on the court, at this point. You know, LeBron is still a better overall player. He's still, you know, smarter and a better leader and stuff like that. But yeah. his body can't do as many things. AD can do things that LeBron can, and it's shown because when LeBron is putting up historic numbers last season, the Lakers still suck. Mm-hmm. Like we still can't win games. Right, this isn't twenty three year old LeBron that can carry a team. Uh, to the playoffs, we've seen it literally last season. He couldn't do it. And so um, we need AD. I, I don't think anything else matters. I don't think this Westbrook, Pat Bev, LeBron stuff matters at all. If AD plays, the Lakers are going to win. And all of the Westbrook stuff is just going to get swept under the rug. Nobody's going to care. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, no. What I'm about you? Cr- I'm still cray cray on this. <laughs> The law of LeBron is still the second strongest law in the NBA, with the Clipper curse being the number one, of course. I mean, but does it matter? Like, if AD plays and AD is AD, he averages, sure. let's say, 24, 10, two blocks, two steals, you know, four assists. He shoots 53% from the field. You think the Lakers aren't going to be, you know what I mean, like a top six in the West? I just don't say he think plays that seventy it's... games. Let's play. He says, oh, he says he uh, if he plays games. seventy games, sure. I just don't think it's possible when you have Westbrook on that team. If you have Westbrook, you have to have AD play center, and if when AD plays center, he doesn't do well. Like it, his body grinds down, and mm, so you, I, oh, I would get hurt. To me, I would not bet on AD playing seventy games. Like to, I, I, mm. I just would not, you know, and then because you have Westbrook there, because if you have Westbrook there, he's not shooting threes. He doesn't st- spread the floor. So you can't have, you know, a center there, like re- really, unless I get, I don't know, I guess Thomas Bryant shoots threes, but you know, it's, it's tough. And so I think until they figure out what they're going to do with Westbrook, it's, it's very unclear 
what their trajectory is, but I don't I don't think it's rosy at all. I think maybe yeah. at best playing. To me, I mean, I don't know. To me, I think I think AD was not he didn't look healthy last season. I mean, he didn't come into season in shape. Yeah. Really the past two seasons, really. Like he did not look in shape coming into the season. After we won the championship, the one we, the year we won the championship, he got he did full. Come in and shake. He got full. He was motivated. Yeah, and then the next two seasons, like I thought, this past season he would finally come in in shape. I mean, last season because the previous season he didn't look in shape, but then he he looked in worse shape <laughs> coming into the twenty one twenty two season than he did the previous season. So to me, I think he finally has heard all the criticism. I think playing as himself in two K, getting hurt. <laughs> definitely sent him a message that, hey, this is what people perceive me to be around the league, right? This is what people yeah. think I am now. And so to me, that's motivating. He's young enough. He's going to be 29. 29 this season. He's young enough, man. He's not even 30 yet. And although he does have this kind of injury-riddled you know, moniker, which I get, he hasn't missed whole a lot of whole seasons before the past two seasons. Like he mostly like he'll play in the mid sixties or mid seventies. Th- those were his games, you know, per- like 64, 67, 68, 61, 75, 75, uh, 56, 62. And that was the COVID season. That's when we won the championship. And so that was a shortened season. So, I mean, he's, he mostly plays like most of the season. It's only the past two seasons that he played under 50 games, 36 and 40. So, Yes, he's been injured the past couple seasons, but I don't think he came in in shape. I think if he comes in in shape, he'll be on track to play between 65 and 75 games, and that's what we need. That's that's a big bet. That's a big bet. <laughs> I mean, hey, I mean, I could be wrong. I'm I'm wrong a lot. I don't care. But um, <laughs> but I just that's what I see. I that's what I think is going to I think the Lakers will be like a 5-6 seed. I think they are going to look a lot better than people think. Just because, to me, the expectations have come down a lot. I don't think they a lot have. of people are expecting them to be like a championship caliber team. I don't think they at have. least. And there's a but spot think, that opened with Utah going down. Right. I th- Look, if uh, LeBron is good enough where if AD is healthy, we'll be good. Like, we'll be a, f- a five, six seed, you know? Like LeBron, he he gets way better when he plays with somebody else, yeah. Because of what happens mentally, right? Yeah. Like when he feels like he's on an island by himself, yes, he'll put up numbers, but he is mailing it in, right? Otherwise, he's like, oh, whatever, right. you know, I'm gonna get my numbers, but I don't care if we win. And sometimes he wants to lose, you know, to like throw a tantrum and to kind of like send a message and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, right? Like LeBron, that's what gets in his head whether consciously or subconsciously. But when if AD's healthy, we're going to win. He's going to find a way, he's going to push, he's going to have some hope and that's going to that's going to like are they going to win the championship? No. I don't think the Lakers can win the championship. I don't think the Lakers can win the West. But I think they're good enough to get to the second round. I don't know if they will, depends on matchup. But what should the Lakers do with Westbrook? They're not going to do anything with Westbrook. I mean, they they can try to trade. Look, right now, it seems like they're trying to trade him at the deadline, right? Why would you yeah. get Pat Bev and Schroeder unless you're yeah, trying to get three rid point of Westbrook? Cards. It makes no, it makes zero sense. I mean, getting Schroeder, 
it makes no sense in any <laughs> i mean that makes no sense regardless but if you're trying to get rid of restbook i get it like shooter is an undervalued commodity on the market so at least you're getting him cheap and he'll be happy to play for you and if you get rid of rid of Westbrook, then it's something. And do you really need a point guard because you have LeBron anyway? So yeah, it's all of that makes sense. But the question is, is Westbrook going to play well enough for us to get something for him at the deadline? Like it has to be a perfect storm. He's got to play well, and the Lakers have to be well positioned, but not too like they have to be playing well, but not too well. <laughs> to want to trade Westbrook and also get something back for him, it's a super. It's very tricky, and I don't think it's going to work out. I'm pretty sure we're going to be stuck with Westbrook for the rest of the season. But I don't think it's going to – again, I don't think it's going to matter. If AD's healthy, we're going to find a way to win no matter what. And trust me, Darvin Ham's going to be in the press conference every day saying, hey, you know, it wasn't pretty, but we got the W. <laughs> and that's – like, you can't argue with that at the end of the day. people, You can't argue with that. So if they have a decent record, you know, it's not going to be enough – there's not going to be enough people upset to force them to make a move. And then you're just going to be stuck with Westbrook. It's not going to be beautiful basketball. If they win, it's going to be on their def- on, on their defense. It's going like, to be yeah. a lot of defense. But look, the, the year when we won the championship, it wasn't very pretty. It was on the back of defense. the offense wasn't pretty. Yeah, but it was the defense was great. Right. Mm. Look, AD is the one who makes the difference, you know. Yes, Caruso. It, it would be good to have Caruso. It would be good to have Kuzma. Like those guys were good wing defenders. But at the end yeah. of the day, AD was the one anchoring the defense. He's the one who allows you to take those gambles and to make mistakes, and he cleans up a lot of it. So it's all about AD at the end of the day. We shall see. Moving on. There's been lots of Ben Simmons praise. Very unique, said Steve mm. Nash. That's what mm. makes Ben great. That's why I don't care if he ever shoots a jump shot for the Nets. He's welcome to, but that's not what makes him special and not what we need. He's a great complement to our team and an incredible basketball player because of his versatility. And here's what Kyrie said. It's not too often you get to see a 6'10 guy do the things he does. What I've been able to observe is his resolve and resilience. Whatever greatness looks like for him, he wants it. When you're in an environment where you can be supported, that can help ease the journey. And that's a role I'd like to play on this team. Protect him when needed. But no, he's a big boy. He can handle it. Joe, all day or cray cray, do you buy the Simmons hype? (laughs) Cliff, of course not. (laughs) Of course this is cray cray. First thing I want to say, Kyrie Irving is a stamp tramp. Kyrie Irving is gives his stamp out to everybody. Okay, <laughs> everybody when they first come, Kyrie Irving gives his stamp of approval. All right, to just just anything, just everything. I mean, you know, the it's the greatest shoes he's ever worn. It's the greatest car he ever drove. It's the best deodorant. You know, I mean, this this pomade is it's the greatest pomade ever. Like everything, okay? Because when Steve Nash came, what did Kyrie say? Oh, this is the guy. This is the guy player that coach. we need. We need a player's coach. Yeah, we need a coach who's not going to oppress us with practice and things like that. You know, we need a coach who, you know, who doesn't even have a plan because – 
Like, do we even need a coach? You know, it's like that's what we, we just need a guy who's there who's called coach, and you know, I can head. be coach. KD can be coach one day. <laughs> you know, Patty Mills can be the coach. I mean, who can? You know, Nick Claxton can be the coach. You know, equipment manager can be. It doesn't matter. Everybody can be the coach. <laughs> who wants to be coach? We we can let the fans be coach some days. <laughs> you know? Jay-Z knows a lot about basketball. I mean, it's seriously. It's just Kyrie, this guy, right? Oh, you know, it's finally good to play with a guy who's clutch. You know, I've never played with a guy who's clutch, but now I got KD next to me. And LeBron got pissed. (laughs) Kyrie, look. Look, man. Oh, it's finally good to be in a town. A town that's like a real town, a real sports town. (laughs) Like Boston. And Boston's like, what the heck? No, I mean, no, remember he said that when he went to Boston. Oh, yeah, yeah. From Cleveland. Cleveland, yeah, Cleveland like, what was the like, heck? what the heck? And then the next, he, oh, you know, I'll be here if you guys will have me. I'll resign if you guys will have me. And then he's gone. Kyrie is just the grass is greener guy. That's his life. So immediately at the beginning, of course, he's going to be happy. You know? He is... My kids, when they get a new toy, they love it on day one. It's the most amazing thing that's ever been. In fact, the only the only place they love it more, Cliff, than on day one is when it's on the shelf at the store. That's when it's like, oh, my God, that is the greatest toy ever created. I must have that. Right. And then they get it on day one. It's not quite the hype it was when it was on the shelf when it, yeah. they didn't own it. Now that they own yeah. it, it's like, oh, it's still very good. Right. But yeah. what what happens on day three? It's just on the floor. <laughs> what happens on day five? On day five, it's like, hey, where's the where's the new thing? <laughs> like, where's the Pokemon cards? I just we just got. That three days ago you were claiming were the greatest cards on the face of the planet. Oh, they're right there. And you stepped all over them. <laughs> they're all bent up now. Yep. Like, yeah. Oh, I don't know. You get it. You pick it up. <laughs> yeah, you can, Yeah, you go find it. I don't care. Yeah, I don't know. What I want is what's in this new catalog <laughs> that just came in the mail. That's what I want, and that's Kyrie. Clever. And more Kyrie. infuriating is seeing the same exact thing <laughs> when you go to a play date and they like play with it there. It pisses you off. You're like, what? Yep. What? What? Yep. You have this. And he's like, oh, I want this. You have this. Cliff, remember last last time when we went over to your house and we saw Logan's little Captain Wrecker shield? Yes. And guess what Josiah wanted after that? (laughs) Of course, he wanted that same Captain America shield. And we got it for him. And he played with it for like a week. And then I have no idea where it is right now. (laughs) I do not know where that thing is. But he wanted it so bad (laughs) after he saw Logan with it. So, you know, that's Kyrie. What can I say? And as far as what Steve Nash said... This is basically what you say when you have a terrible date. What? Hey, how was your date? Very unique. <laughs> Very unique. I mean <laughs> I mean that's what makes so and so great. You know, I don't even care if we ever 
go out on another date. <laughs> like, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, we're welcome to. We're welcome to if that's what they want. But, you know, that's not what makes them special. And that's not what I need right now. I don't need another date. But, you know, they're really special and they're super unique. They're an incredible person. <laughs> They're incredible. They Cliff, let me tell you something, Cliff. Let me tell you something. Okay, they are a great compliment to just to the world, you know, <laughs> to society. I mean, society is lucky. This neighborhood is lucky to have this person, and and they're just a great person because of their versatility. But you know, are they gonna are they gonna do something for us and our family? I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe. Maybe, but I know something for sure is what I know for sure is that they're unique. That's what I know. <laughs> they are one of a kind is what How I know. That's name? what I know. There's there's very only one Ben Simmons. <laughs> there's only one Ben Simmons. How is there. your scrimmage? Very unique. <laughs> what What is this? What is this, Cliff? What is this? Is there actually a compliment in here? Can I just ask you? Do you see a compliment in this statement? Do you see he's a great passer in this statement? Do you see? It's a lot of fluff words. He's he has incredible court vision. Nope. I don't see anything here. He works super hard. <laughs> he's very strong. He's stronger than I thought. You know comments that you hear from guys after yeah. they play with a guy for the wow, he's a lot faster than I thought. I didn't know he's a, yeah. like things that Jason Tatum has said about Terry Rozier. Like, wow, yeah. I came here. I didn't know Terry Rozier was like the best one-on-one player like ever. <laughs> like he's scoring on every play. Yeah. Like that's the stuff kind of stuff that I I didn't know Kyrie had those handles. Like you see it from far away, but then you get up close and you're like, dang. Yeah. Like I didn't know Steph could just shoot every like this guy doesn't miss, right? Yeah. Like KD is so he can score from every like yes they say he's versatile but then they say he can score from every position he can score from the block he can shoot the three he can drive he can pump fake you like you're just at his mercy on offense even steven adams that dude is a lot stronger than you so strong yes yes so much like he you know he's strong from his reputation but man when you get hit by a pick from steven adams yeah like you feel it the next day right that's the kind of stuff what what the heck? What kind of freaking statement is this from the coach of an NBA basketball team that cannot draw a single specific compliment? <laughs> like rim to rim? Like what? Fast break? He's fast? He's strong? He can dunk? He's athletic? No, what he is is he's unique. He also gives him a slight diss. I don't care if he ever shoots a jump shot. <laughs> exactly. No, that's the point, right? It's like, you know, I, I don't care if she I don't care if she ever dresses up or looks good or puts on any makeup. I just don't care. <laughs> she doesn't need to do that. Why do that? You know, it's not one of her assets. Just don't do that. Like like I mean, it's like you're trying not to say something bad. That's what it sounds like. Mm. So I don't know. What's the full quote? Is there something in the full quote, Cliff? Uh, please. I hope so. I hope I'm just, you know, we're cherry picking a comment, obviously. So I hope there's stuff in the full quote where he is like just praising Ben Simmons for his actual basketball ability. Uh, that's 
that's the cherry picked quote from ESPN. <laughs> I mean, yes, it's very po- look. ESPN, we know people have agendas when they write these. But then again, right? If the point, if <laughs> the point that the article is making is that they're praising Ben Simmons, and this is the quote that they picked, I'm just assuming there's not a better quote. <laughs> oh my god! Right? Like if there was a let quote, me read. Let me read a little it. more. Uh, you know, Nash, Simmons, and Katie and Kyrie, they're fit, right? <laughs> Steve Nash goes, I think they'll have certain elements of cohesion out of the gates because they're all really good basketball players, but hopefully something that evolves and they can continue to find ways to make each other better. I think that's the beauty that they f- actually fit really well together, but it may take time. <laughs> I'm like, What? <laughs> Do they fit or not? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> oh, he does say it. He does say it. Here we go. I think Ben's just an incredible playmaker. Size, speed, ability, unselfishness, always looking to get guys open. Great screener, terrific vision. With his size and speed, he's able to push the ball into transition and get into gaps. Great fit for Kevin and Kai to try to make the game a little bit easier for them. Oh, okay, here, there it is. Good. Okay. Okay. There okay. It. Good. There you go. There yeah, you go. well, I mean, I still don't buy the hype, though, obviously. <laughs> that's that's everything we know about Ben Simmons. Look, th- that's obvious, right? I mean, we could have said the same thing, you know, without having seen him. Because that's what he's yeah. good at. He's a good playmaker. Yeah, he's, he's athletic. At, yes. He's tall. You know, we know he can get to the rim. Ben Simmons' yeah. problem, much like James Harden's problem, is between the years. He has... 100 pounds of baggage. No, he's got brain. like he's got 4 or 500 pounds of baggage. Mm-hmm. I mean cuz mm-hmm. I mean he's got at least 300 pounds, right? Cuz Joel Embiid's in there. <laughs> and then whoever else is piggybacking Tobias. on Joel Embiid. Yeah, Tobias being there, you know, there's Jimmy other guys Butler's in there. in there. Jimmy Buckets is in there. That's that's a good that's a good 700 pounds right there already, you know. So you you got a lot of baggage in there. I I don't know. I don't know if KD and Kyrie are the right guys to help him to unload that baggage. No, they are. Who they themselves are adders, have baggage? Not takers. <laughs> I mean, everyone's got baggage on this team. Now Steve Nash has baggage that uh, Kyrie is putting on him. And so it's just a – it's a big mess. I mean, look, Ben Simmons, is he going to be terrible? No. He's going to be fine. He's going to be a good playmaker in the regular season. He'll probably be fine. He's a good defender. That's going to help them. Yeah. You know, it's going to help them. And I think in the regular season, he will help their offense a lot. Yeah. I think they'll get up and down a lot more. He's a better passer. He's the best passer on the team. And so he's going to create looks. Now, is that going to help in the playoffs, though, Cliff? No, of course not. (laughs) When the game slows down, there's not as much transition, and he can't shoot, and he can't even shoot layups. If people remember historically, every single successive playoff series he's ever been in in his career, he has shot worse from the free throw line. Starting from 71%, to now all the way down to 33%. 33! That's just really bad. So, 
look, I no, I can't no. <laughs> as far as hype goes, the word hype I cannot associate with Ben Simmons. He's gonna be fine. He's a good basketball player. He is not gonna be an all-star caliber player. Yeah, I look. <laughs> I still think the best place for Ben Simmons is not Brooklyn. <laughs> that is not a good place for him. It's Detroit. No. It's the Sacramento Kings. Yes. It's yes. the San Antonio Spurs. It's places mm. that are in the dumps, in the abyss, not where Spurs. he can be. Not the Spurs. <laughs> he he could be I the number one, the absolute number one option with zero, zero expectations. And mm. he can he can be a Westbrook triple double type player. Well, actually, not MVP Westbrook, but a Westbrook like current Westbrook, like 20 points per game, 10 rebounds per game, 11 assists per game kind of person. Old school Jason Kidd, right? That's what's going to help him. But I think the expectations, as we know, really press him down, really yes. just make him crack. <clears throat> and yes. so here in Brooklyn, he is, yes, you might say, well, no expectations. He's the third best player. Oh, but it is the Brooklyn Nets. And any team with yeah. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving is highly scrutinized. And those guys don't handle it well. And if those guys don't handle it well, what's Ben Simmons going to do? <laughs> what is he going to yeah, do? Yeah, no, this is just about the worst place he can be. Because there's no leader. I mean, he certainly does not want to be a leader. And KD and Kyrie aren't really going to, like, protect him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like no Kyrie, what Kyrie says, <laughs> Kyrie's gonna throw him under the bus first chance he gets. Like as soon as he he gives him a pass to win the game on a shot, and Ben Simmons is open and he doesn't shoot it, Kyrie's gonna say something. He's gonna say like, uh, you know, he's just got to shoot that. Like he, you know, he's gonna basically that's the equivalent of throwing him under the bus, and that's what's gonna happen. And KD's gonna say something like. I don't know. That's basically going to be Katie's answer, right? Because we've seen him. You know, that's that's kind of how he answers stuff. I don't know. Go ask him. You know, it's up to him kind of thing. Like, he kind of lets people handle their own business. I don't think he's going to throw him under the bus necessarily, but he's not going to defend him. You know, he's not going to say, like, well, you know, looking at the situation, like, well, actually, he might. Katie does that sometimes. He might say, like, oh, this could happen or that could happen. But he's. I don't think he's going to – like unequivocally defend him, you know what I mean? Like give me the criticism type thing. It's just gonna kind of be up in the air. That's how this team operates, right? Every all the questions are just left up in the air, and it's kind of like juggling. You know how people like juggle chainsaws. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like and, that. And you're except... also like, are you? You're some people like you would think people would be in awe, but most people are like, why? Like, why, why does this need to be a thing? <laughs> well, well, Cliff, it's kind of like juggling chainsaws on a tightrope. <laughs> you know, it's like unnecessary on a unicycle. It's like unnecessarily dangerous. And the likelihood that you're going to land this trick is like very low. Now, look, if they win a championship... Then you're like, wow, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> sure. Because it was so dangerous. But if they fall down and they crash and burn, 
you know, and, and lose some limbs, you're going to be like, well, that was predictable. <laughs> Look, and that is the most likely scenario. You know what's crazy about this? Because even if they won a championship, to me, their issues would be the same the next season. <laughs> they would, but they would have landed the trick. They're going to do the same trick next season, Cliff. <laughs> be insane like the trick will never change nothing will ever change with this trick it just gonna do the same dangerous trick but you know if you do it you do it so all right last two let's do these quick jimmy butler he said i'm just messing with stuff to make the internet mad that was my goal this summer and it worked jimmy talking about his off-season hairstyle joe all there cray cray jimmy butler's hairstyle um the hairstyle itself or his comment? Let's go with his comment. His comment? All day. I believe Jimmy. <laughs> he speaks the truth. I'm pretty sure he did it just to mess with people. <laughs> and it worked. It was amazing. Dude, uh, we love Jimmy here. Jimmy can do no wrong here on this podcast. Jimmy is the truth. Jimmy is the, the real truth. After Paul Pierce died. <laughs> Last one, you know, Kawhi. Metaphorically. Ka- Kawhi in Media Day. He was like, let's go, Clipper fans. Let's go. And fans noticed on his jersey was a ripped-off Nike logo because, of course, Kawhi is famously battling with Nike in dueling lawsuits over the Claw logo. And he is a New Balance mm-hmm. man through and through. Joe, Kawhi's back. All there cray-cray. Do you buy into Kawhi this season? Cliff, first, did you see Ramona Shelburne's stat that AD has actually played more games than Kawhi and Paul George since they got to the Clippers? Wow. So there's that, first off, just for perception, for the sake of perception. Secondly, I am all day on Kawhi. I think Kawhi... Is going to have an MVP type season. I think he's going to play more games than he has the past five seasons. I think he's going to be very healthy and I think he's going to be very good. I think this is kind of Kawhi's last great chance, kind of almost. Yeah, before he falls into irrelevance. If he has a bad season or he misses a lot of games again, Kawhi is basically out of it. You know, like he's clinging on to dear life right now to the top five status because we haven't seen him play. Like literally, we've barely seen this guy play the past three seasons. So he's just clinging on, though. Like we're just giving him credit, right? We His credit is carrying over from that Raptor season. And we're just like letting him live off that credit right now. He needs a good season this season for his brand. He needs it for... You know, his, like, livelihood. He needs it for his legacy. Like, there's a lot riding on this. So I think I tend to buy into those kind of motivations that players, when they have all those motivations, they find a way to stay healthy. They find a way to stay on the court. And so I do think Kawhi is going to have a good season. Yeah, he's not motivated by anything, though. That man is a machine. He only follows orders. What are you talking about? What do you, I know? You you just you put some ones and zeros in there, and then boop, boop, that boop, boop, boop. motivation. There he goes. Yeah, yeah. there he goes, and that, there and there he's came off. over and was like, "Hey, let me just put the numbers in." Do, 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 do. And that's what that's all it takes. 
You know, and then Kawhi's ready <laughs> That's to Steve go. Steve Ballmer does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, w- with Kawhi, it's insane how strongly he's gripped onto like people's minds because of what he's done. But he's only had four seasons at a twenty-five points per game. Isn't that insane? Four seasons, twenty-five points per game. And That's the last- crazy. I mean, the last three seasons, what have we seen from Kawhi? We've barely seen anything, Cliff. Yeah. Not much, you know? What What has he done? Like, like since he – at least since he got to the – I mean, since he got to the Clippers. He had a monster right? dunk, though. Yep. <laughs> he he did. He had a monster dunk. He's only played 119 games in three seasons. The one thing he's done is gotten – well – more credit to Paul George on this. He's gotten the Clippers to the Western Conference Finals. They've never been there in their history. But they did it without him. <laughs> but they did it without him. The last two games, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I mean, look. He needs a good season. And he didn't he play all last season. season. He needs a good needs season. A good I think season. coming off that rest, I do expect him. I'm really hoping to. I don't want – I want Kawhi to play, right? I want Kawhi to be healthy. I want KD to be healthy. I want Giannis to be healthy. I want LeBron to be healthy. I want Steph to be healthy. Real like, hoop heads guys, don't care about injuries. We, like, don't want it. We want no. the best of the best. No, I really want to see them all. I want Luka to be healthy. I want Jokic to be – like, we want to see everybody at their best – Hopefully, this will be a season where we can see that. We don't like unforced errors. We like winners. You know, we yes. you want to see someone win the win the title, not you know, get not defaulted it. into it. You know, yes, no double faults on on match point. You know, like that. I hate that. You know, and so I don't want anyone to get hurt. I want to see how it shakes out when everyone's at their best, and then let's see what happens. See see how it shakes out. Yes. All right. Two for the road. My one for the road, Joe. Hashtag six seasons and a movie is coming true. Community mm. just announced. And a movie. The promise is happening. Nice. Joe McHale's back. Dan Harmon is writing it. Allison Bree's back. Danny Pudi. Jillian Jacobs. Jim Rash. Ken Jung. They're all back. It's not known, though. Donald Glover will return, Yvette Nicole mm. Brown will return, or Chevy Chase. Mm. But Six Seasons and a Movie is coming out. We don't have a date yet, but it was just announced as a teaser. And people are pumped. People are pumped. All the callbacks, all the references like Meow Meow Beans are all coming out <laughs> of the woodworks. Nice. Joe, are you excited? For the community movie. Dude, of course I am. Of course I am. It was inevitable, I think. In this day and age. Yeah. Where nostalgia bait is so powerful. Matrix comes (laughs) back. Yeah, I mean, come on. Everything's coming back. Cobra Kai. And they were so smart to do that six seasons and a movie thing. Like, that's just so... It's just so... I don't know. It's so clever and it's so catchy and you just want it to happen. I think yeah. people want those kinds of things to happen so bad, and Community went to Netflix, and I think that also introduced it to a lot more people, and I th- I think it was inevitable. But I'm super happy. I do think Donald Glover's going to come back, 
Surprise. After, It'll be a surprise. I think so, too. I think maybe he won't have a big role, but he'll be in it. Yeah. I think Yvette Nicole Brown will probably come back, too. I don't know if Chevy Chase will, but probably no, Cameo won't. at the least. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I know he's not – he doesn't love he, – He'll probably <laughs> do something that's like uh, – maybe like he's a statue or something like that, like a ghost <laughs> where he doesn't have to like interact with them, but he just like films right. something in a studio, you know? Maybe. But um, but yeah, because after, the, after they did that podcast yeah. during the pandemic – I think it seemed like everyone had was kind of in a different place. Yeah. And they seemed a lot more open because a lot of them, I think, I like Alison Brie, like uh, Gillian Jacobs, like a lot of them were doing their own stuff, I think. Yeah. And they were just not really They've thinking about They've all gone community. on to do things. Yeah. Yeah. And Donald Glover, obviously, he's done tons of stuff. Yeah. Um, but after that reunion and after you know things changed because of covid and the way we think about things kind of changed it did seem like they were going to come back and do it so i'm really happy that they're doing it i hope it's yeah no yeah i mean it's hard though how do you do a movie right i hope they fit in a bunch of stuff almost like a almost like a you know like a scary movie or uh those kinds of things like those parody type things except yeah the Dan Harmon good way, like the way of doing it where it's multiple genres, but they're being able to make fun of it all at once. I hope, but we'll see. We'll see how they execute on it. Yeah, it's it's tough. Um, you know, my one fear is Arrested Development. That was mm. so amazing, you know, that had the people come back. That had Mitch Horowitz. Mm. That's the one thing that <laughs> gives me pause, you know. <laughs> But Dan Harmon doesn't – he he's a mad scientist, you know, and so I, I trust him to do it. Mitch Hurwitz freaking Kugler. 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 But, you know – That dude's so funny. I, I don't think it will taint community in any way, you know, even if it sucks, you know. Yeah, it'll just neither. be nice to have it. Yeah, I agree. I I think look, I I trust Dan Harmon. That dude's a genius. He's kind of crazy, but <laughs> he is a genius. So, I think he'll do a good job. Yep. All right, Joe, what is your one for the road? Uh, my one for the road. So, I'm going to just briefly talk about uh MCU. So, Armor Wars, I don't know if you heard this cliff, but it was supposed to be a TV show coming out. Okay. Uh, with Don Cheadle, and it was supposed to be about kind of the Iron Man tech getting out, and it was this going to okay. be like this Iron Man TV show. Uh, but basically, they scrapped that, and it's now turned into a movie. Okay. So it's going to be a movie now. I think part of the reason they're pivoting is because the Disney Plus shows are doing terrible. So She-Hulk, on week one, didn't even get in the top ten of the Nielsen ratings. Okay. So uh, I think it's just been going down and down and down. I haven't seen She-Hulk yet. I saw one episode of Miss Marvel. And I don't know. I'm kind of just – I'm just done with this clip. Fatigued. I don't know if you remember, but we talked about this before, like two years ago, right? And after yeah. Endgame, we were like, is there a way that they're ever going to reach this again? Or is it on the downslope now? I think and we both agreed it was on the watch downslope. watch it all? Are you going to watch it Yes. All? Are we going to watch it all? And I don't know if you remember, but when Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. went off the air, I said, this is it. 
Like this is the last actual MCU show because now all the shows are going to be connected to the movies and it's going to be like one long movie and it's not really going to be TV shows. And that's yeah. basically what's happened. These shows are trash. <laughs> like they suck. They're so bad because they're not there's no independent stories. Right. It's not episodic storytelling. It's just one movie shoved into a bunch of episodes and now it's going all over the place. It's filler. Yeah. So I'm glad actually they're pivoting back to movies. I think mm. what make what makes the MCU unique is that it is like a TV show, but every episode is a movie. Mm. I think that's what makes it work. I think that's what's exciting about it. You watch one episode and then you wait three months, you know, to watch another episode of this, uh, another long episode of this long TV show. That's better. I think Disney should scrap all the TV shows, but there is one TV show I'm excited about, Cliff. Which is? Secret Invasion. Mm. I don't know if you saw the Secret Invasion trailer. Mm -mm. Looks amazing. Like it looks, it's the it actually looks good, cause freaking Samuel L. Jackson's in it, and you know Colby Smulders is coming back for that, and you know it's kind of got the Captain Marvel people in it. It's got the okay, um, you know the scrolls, Don Cheadle's in it, it and it just is a little more serious, and it seems a little more connected to what's actually going on. It's going to yeah. be more of a spy, I feel like a spy slash Mission Impossible type thing, type TV show where you're trying to figure out what's going on and it has like vast implications. So look, that to me, that's the one hope. And for me, that's the last chance. <laughs> that's the last chance show. If it's not good, if I'm not like hyped coming out of it, I just give up. I just I might cancel my Disney Plus subscription honestly. Wow. It, it's almost a waste of money at this point. There's like I'm not compelled to watch anything on it at this point. Mm. I still haven't watched Thor Love and Thunder cuz I just mm. don't care. Like I'm just not yeah. ex- it, it it's diluted the brand so much. It, it's just like if Ruth's Chris or like Donovan's or like Mastro's if they opened up like a chain of fast food restaurants. And then, you know, and then you ate it and it wasn't good. You're like, McDonald's is better. And then you're like, should I still go to the main restaurant? <laughs> like, I, I'm not into it anymore. They just d- diluted their brand to me mm. down where now I just I don't care anymore. I'm really not excited about any movies. They announced the Kang stuff. They announced Secret War. I just I don't care. I, I've lost faith. And so, look, this is the last chance. Secret Invasion. Last chance for me. If this show is not good with that top tier talent and what looks to be a very compelling story, if that's not if that turns out not to be good, I just give up, man. It's over. I still have hope for now, but if not, it's over. And I did predict that the MC was going down. And by the way, Cliff, I predicted if you remember that the DCEU was going down in five in like three years ago. I said within you five did. years they're gonna reboot the whole thing. And it's it's happened. It's over. That that whole Ezra Miller just destroyed that whole thing. He did. Unfortunately. Single handedly. <laughs> um, just... Your theory always since the dawn of Riverside has been you can't have a boss after the last boss. 
<laughs> yeah. The Kenshin problem. Yeah, Shishio. Yeah, you can't go past Shishio and then get a new guy. <laughs> That's the problem the MCU is facing. You spent 10 yes. years making Thanos and then Infinity Stones. Yes. And then Loki is basically like, oh, Infinity Stones, whatever. Just put them in a drawer. <laughs> it's like yes. not a big deal. What if kills Thanos in like a second? You know, like, and now like, oh, there's another person, even crazier. It's not as compelling. It just isn't, you know? And it's so not. that's on top of everything you're saying. Even if they executed it properly, it's tough to care. It's tough. It really is. I think the only thing that it's I, I've it's impossible probably because of actors and their contracts and their yeah. desires to stay inside a franchise. Like nobody wants to stay for twenty years, you know, inside yeah. one franchise. Yeah. But the thing I think they could have done was introduce Kang as a good guy before Endgame. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like if because if they introduced him around, let's say around Captain America Civil War, around that time, just as a person who exists in the universe. Sure. And then his bad guy arc starts from there. Then you're still invested by the time you get to Endgame. You know? I like see. after Endgame. Because you're like, so I you, know this guy. Yeah. You left the string. Yes. But that's the problem. They cut all the strings at once. Yeah. With one you know, movie. They cut... Yeah, they which, cut Which is Iron great Man. for fan service, right? It's like, here, it we're is. wrapping it all up. This is a finale. And it felt like a finale. Like, this is the series mm -hmm. finale. Mm -hmm. And we know what happened after Friends when Joey went off by himself. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's happening to the MCU. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. You're introducing all these new people that nobody cares about. And even with top-tier actors, it's just, but they never met the original people. That's yeah. I and I feel like that's it is tragic though because it, a lot of it has to do with the actors like Chadwick Boseman passing away, yeah. yeah, and then the actors want out and then Tom Holland wants out because yeah. you needed that connective tissue. It's all gone. Like Iron Man, Captain America, and Spider Man never met Shang Chi or. Yeah you know, Moon Knight or like any of these newer people coming out, right? Like they haven't met them. So as much as I like some of the newer characters, they're not connected to the older characters. So why should I care? You know, like yeah. why, why are you going to care? That's the problem. That's the problem. The Shishio problem. <laughs> it rears its ugly head once again. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening to The People's Pod. Subscribe, like, comment, share, rate. Give us five stars. We'll be back next week with more nonsense. This is SBR with Clip and Joe. Peace.
Yeah, so as I was saying before, Cliff, let's, um, just everybody here. Hey, everybody, guys. Hey, let's try to be professional, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of let's us. Be professional, all, guys. All everybody. of us. Everybody. Everybody. You, Make sure your you, mics are you, facing forward. You. Everybody. You. <laughs> everybody, make sure you get the audible link correct. Everybody. Everybody. Everybody here. Everybody. Okay. All you guys. Everybody, make sure that the game we play makes sense. SBR okay. team. SBR, SBR team. team. SBR team. Let's okay? do it, guys. Come on. Not things like buy the hype or sell the tripe. <laughs> No, no, no. Buy the hype or taste like tripe. <laughs> that's better. And that's what I originally said. Which is not bad. Uh, honestly, it's not It's not as bad as chef's kiss, bland, or idiot sandwich. <laughs> chef's kiss, oh. bland, oh, man. idiot sandwich.